0: Hi, I'm Jeremy, and this is Verse by Verse, a short podcast all about exploring the insights and the lessons of the inspired Word of God. Today we're looking at Genesis 9, verse 6, where God told Noah and his family, Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed, for in the image of God he made man. When God spoke those words, there were only eight human beings alive on the face of the earth. Eight. That's all that was left of the human race. Mankind had grown so corrupt, so wicked, that God put an end to those lives through the flood. Only Noah's family remained. With most of humanity decimated, God placed a special emphasis on the value of those remaining lives. As the creator of human life, God has the right to take that life back, just as he did through the flood. But we don't have that right. God told Noah and his family that we're allowed to kill and eat the animals he created, but people, people are different. He warned them in verse 5, Surely for your lifeblood I will demand a reckoning. From the hand of every beast I will require it, and from the hand of man. From the hand of every man's brother I will require the life of man. The next verse, verse 6, does something special in the original Hebrew. It uses a literary device we call chiasmus. The English Standard Version of the Bible does a good job of translating the passage when it says, Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. The last half of that sentence reverses the focus of the first half. Shed, blood, man, man, blood, shed. A structure like this draws special emphasis to what's being said. Like when Jesus said that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. We're invited to pause for a moment and consider the connection between those concepts. Here, one connection we can see is fairly clear. If we choose to end the life of another human being, we also forfeit our own life. When we unjustly shed the blood of others, God says that justice requires others to shed our blood, a life for a life. Why? The rest of the verse explains it. We're still in the ESV here. It says, for God made man in his own image. This takes us all the way back to the Garden of Eden, back when God created Adam and Eve, the very first humans. The Bible tells us that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Murder isn't just an assault on a fellow human being. It's an assault on the very image of God. Even though there are times when God chooses to end human life, like the flood, it doesn't change the fact that those lives are still precious to him. Every human life is created in the image of God. And every human has the potential to one day join the family of God, to become truly and completely like God. Most of us probably don't need any additional incentive not to murder people. But there is an important message here for each of us in this verse. If life is precious to God, then life should be precious. To us. If God looks at us as being made in His image, then we ought to look at each other as being made in God's image. And if we're really doing that, if we're looking at each other as fellow creations of God, made in the image of God, loved by God, each with the potential to develop the character and the mind of God, what impact is that going to have on the way that we talk to each other, act toward each other, and even think about each other? Human life is precious, but our job is not just to avoid ending it unnecessarily. Our job is to treasure it the way God treasures it. Verse by Verse is a companion podcast to the Daily Bible Verse blog, which you can find on the Life, Hope, and Truth Learning Center. Check out the show notes for more.